The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 18th chapter. And Jesus told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, Give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused, but afterward he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice, so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. I can still hear my mother's voice. Don't despair. I don't remember why she said it, and I wasn't even sure exactly what she meant. I do remember there was pain and frustration and tears, so I'm pretty sure that despair was called for. But since she was a mother and I was a child and she said it out loud, it was good enough for me. Don't despair. Never despair. Once Jesus told his disciples a parable to the effect that they ought to always pray and never lose heart. The widow in this story has every reason to despair. Somebody is abusing her, nobody is protecting her, and the very person who should care about her, only cares about himself. But by being persistent, and in verse 5, Jesus uses the word for punching somebody in the face until you give them a black eye. So by being persistent, by begging and pleading and punching away at him, eventually she does get what she wants. Finally, the judge rules. Give her whatever she wants to make her leave me alone. One of the best things about Jesus is how he uses bad examples to make a good point. And here's the point for today. Your judge is better than her judge. When you pray, your prayers are not like trading punches with a judge who doesn't care about you. When you pray, your prayers are much more like trading wishes with a mother who loves you, a mother who will take away your troubles, and a mother who will give you exactly what you need. This means very simply that your judge is better than her judge. It means that your story always starts with somebody who made you and loves you and holds you dear and has filled your world with angels to protect you. With someone who lives to be your advocate. Someone who lives 
to bring you justice. Somebody whose aim is to make wrongs right on your behalf. That's justice. Making wrongs right. This person is always for you and never against you. That's the one who's been appointed to be your judge. So your prayers always start with love, with God the Father's love for you as your backstory. And then because you know that love and often you can feel that love in your prayers, you are free to open your heart and pour out your weeping and your worries and your insecurities and your pain and your failures and your weaknesses and your troubles to let those all come rushing at Jesus so that he can make them right. Unlike that poor widow who was always feeling threatened and ignored, you start by feeling safe. Safe enough to talk, and safe enough to be heard by one who is listening, someone who is older and wiser and stronger than you are, the one who created you, your Heavenly Father, your merciful Lord, someone who answers you quickly and promises to give you the absolute best thing every time. Don't despair. The one who made you will save you. And that's why your judge is better than her judge. I've come to an age where verse 7, crying to God night and day, has now become a real thing for me. These days my prayers wake me up almost every night. Maybe it's my kids Maybe it's my wife. Maybe it's those two guys in collars behind me that I work with. Maybe it's you. And maybe your prayers, your story, your worries, your troubles, your pain, maybe they wake you up too. If so, all I can say to you is, Welcome to the club. And over the past few years, I found it to be quite a distinguished group. The Psalms love anybody who prays between sleeps. Psalm 119.62, at midnight I get up and I give thanks to you because of your righteous judgments. Because, O oh Lord, you are a good judge. And then I go back to sleep. The monks are in. For centuries in both the East and the West, monks have gotten up at midnight and at 3 a.m. and then again just before dawn so that they can make the best use of the quiet and the darkness by praying. And you never know when Jesus himself might join you. You remember in Mark's Gospel, chapter 13, when Jesus says, you should stay awake. Stay awake in the nighttime because you never know when the master of the house will return, whether he will come in the evening or at midnight 
or just before dawn when the rooster crows, or maybe in the morning. So the next time you are up worrying at midnight or at 3 a.m. just before dawn, welcome it. Don't Facebook me, but do take advantage of the quiet and the darkness. And if you don't quite know what to say, then you should take a moment and pray for me. You should pray for me and my wife and my kids and those two guys that I work with behind me in collars. You should pray for their wives as well. You should pray for their kids. And you should pray for your husband or your wife or your kids or your family. You should pray for the people you work with and for the people who are gathered here this morning, every last one of them. And you should pray for people out there, and especially you should pray because in three weeks America votes. And then you should go back to sleep. Because once you pray, your prayers belong to Jesus. When you pray, you give your prayers away. When you pray, your prayers belong to Jesus. They don't belong to you anymore. They are his problem. He is judge. And he makes his own judgments. It's up to him, to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, to get it right for you, to vindicate you. So it turns out there really is no need to despair. They are very, very good at their job, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And if you pray, eventually you will find out what Bernard of Clairvaux said is true. When we pray, God gives us what we ask, or he gives us something better. That's exactly how your Heavenly Father's love will play out for you. With a speedy answer, verse 8, that is perfectly fit to your life, and one that vindicates you, that is for your good, that makes wrongs right in your own life. That's justice. So here is the bottom line. Pray for whatever you want. Be grateful for whatever you get. And always, in every case, in every way, for every single thing, for every single prayer, remember that your judge is better than her judge. And as St. Peter says, trust yourself to the one who judges justly. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.